This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. professional wrestling well we like professional wrestling too this is shake them ropes pre-christmas edition sort of uh i'm jeff hawkins he is chris novembrino and chris earlier today someone tweeted out the uh 2022 version of the japanese luck calendar has come out and the closer your your birthday is to number one the luckier you are the Closer it is to 365, the more unlucky you are. I am a man who believes in luck because brains and hard work have done nothing for me. 365, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming in at uh, 361, 361 myself. Yeah. You should just give it up now. Just leave this on the heels of a week. Chris, I went in. I was getting my raise and my bonus. Thank me for a year of hard work. 0.95% raise. <laughs> Wouldn't even give me the one. Would not even round it up to one because they wanted the round number. <laughs> and I just go, <laughs> they had the temerity to go. Cause all I said going in, because after I, uh, I don't know if I brought this up on air, first bad review of my working professional career which probably shouldn't have happened but i go in and i'm just get look all i'm gonna do is say thanks bonus was you know standard raise well so i just say thanks don't put any english on it don't put good thanks whatever well you sound sad you sound disappointed you should be happy that you got anything and i'm just like is this really happening to me right now you're saying thank you for all your hard work and also that i'm ungrateful for 0.95%. Yeah, uh, that's. So this. Uh, I mean, the regs. Has... I, I, I've, I've gotten one of those raises, Hawkins. We've talked about this uh, years ago. I got one of those raises, and that was very much a we'd like you to leave, Chris. Sort Made of raise. Made it a point to tell me, you know, you're on the upper end of the salary scale for your position. <laughs> And uh, until you uh, get more senior or whatever, uh, you're not going to get a raise, probably. I'm just like, if this is a budget thing, just be honest with me and say, I make too much money because I live in LA and I negotiated well. So, you know, because, you know, jobs out here tend to pay a little bit more so that people can actually live. Um, (laughs) But I just, I was like, I, I hung up the phone or the zoom call or whatever the hell it was. And I just kind of uh, stared for a moment. I go, did that actually just happen? Did they actually just say that I, that I should have thanked them for less than 1%. <laughs> just, uh, I, 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 I was uh, reading in the news uh, this week. Uh, someone up there in DC was saying that they're handing out big raises. This must be those big races I was reading about. Oh, you mean in the government? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, they're saying, well, they're saying, big, they're saying big races are coming out all across America. This uh, must be what I was reading about. Yeah, huge. Would have rather gotten. I think it, I think the Jelly of the Month Club would have probably been worth more <laughs> than because they show it to me. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty much the cost of internet every month. Okay, great. I can handle that. I just I don't know. Okay, so uh, programming note. Next week, no live show. Uh, if there's news, I'll come on. I'll record, I don't know, 15, 20, give you the news, give a breakdown, maybe bring in Chris if he has time. And then we'll re-release something from the Patreon. Now, if you kids are good, you might get Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman, or you might get Hakushi and Muda. Don't know which one yet. If you're bad, you get three episodes of high wattage. <laughs> And that'll be your lump of coal in the stocking. Actually, I was thinking about just releasing high wattage just just for the laughs, because I don't think I've ever really listened to all the shows. Lanza Lanza said that it couldn't be done. I think it needs to be done. Like, uh, <laughs> it, 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 they, oh, well, if Joe Lanza says it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lanza, Lanza forbade it. He said it was verboten. Uh, Rich Crage also, he said this should never, no one should ever hear this ever. So, <laughs> did he? No. Okay, just checking to see. Goes, that never, never happened. Know. But but know, it, yeah, but I honestly out. like the it's a 50-50. I I I I think Lanza liked the premise of the show. I don't know if he ever listened to the execution of it. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. He, I don't think he was ever a member of our Patreon. Uh, <laughs> you all should pay for our Patreon, but <laughs> Oh, starting off with the news. Kevin Owens has re-signed a deal. Apparently also Sami Zayn possibly also re-upping with WWE. KO's deal, multi-year allegedly. Uh, both men's deals were set to expire in early 2022. And since, uh, and there was a belief that they'd be open to negotiations from AEW, but reports from those close to the situation, this is Dave Meltzer. I'm reading. So you can assume this is Pat LaProd feeding him this info. <laughs> Baked Owens is having signed a three-year deal at a price point high enough that AEW would not be willing to match those figures. Figures being passed around within were high enough. That was major talk in the industry at how high WWE would go to keep him. Although one WWE source said the figures were in line with what someone at his level would be making. The reports were that he did not get a no cut clause in that contract. And, uh, and that is probably around two to $3 million a year, but with the merchandise, that's pretty good. Now here's the weird thing in, in Dave's story about it. And I, this is what I wanted to get your reaction from. It's in line with what I heard said a key player in the organization. Don't know who it is. I could speculate but I won't right now unless I was sure, but someone in his position who can come in and out of the main events, upper mid card will make that level at this time, but he won't get the 90 day clause waived. He wasn't going to get more money. The two to 3 million a year range is so blinding to people. They sign not realizing it's a 90 day contract that renews every day at WWE sole discretion. It's how they quote unquote got Wyndham rotunda. He was going to get $3 million for three years. They went to a five-year term he held. They inched up towards four. He jumped at it, but it's still a 90-day contract. And with the higher number, it takes less and less to trigger the release, even though that there were things in Wyndham Rotunda's uh, situation that were far different here. Now, the cynicism of that is what gets me, Chris, because <laughs> I, I was always of the opinion that KO was going to resign with WWE. He, he, 
just hearing his stories of his childhood and how much he loved the company. And he well, was, and like his kid loved the company yes. and, 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 you know, they treated him pretty well coming yes, in. As, he as, he as, had a match with John Cena where he won. There are escalations in contracts the longer you stay with WWE. And if you get one of the world titles, which he has, you are automatically upgraded to first class travel every time you, you go somewhere, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I think WWE is pretty much going to keep him in the, he's going to fall from high places as long as he can. I think he's going to be that guy who's the champion when they bring up a Braun Breaker, who's going to drop the fall to Braun Breaker and give him the title. But I don't fault either him or Zane, who is making chicken salad out of chicken poo with his gimmick too. You know, AEW is nice for a lot of people. And, and we as fans, we watch this like a player who's on a bad franchise, but is really good. And we, Oh, we just want to see that. We want to see them win the championship somewhere. We want to see them thrive somewhere as opposed to being part of say the Cincinnati Bengals, which I am a fan of, but you know, it's one of those things where we watch that. But if you have a comfortable existence in this company and you can get money and Hey, if they're just going to cut you anyways, after the big contract, I did. I, I understood the people complaining in the Twitterverse and things like that, but I always thought that this was going to be the route, at least for KO. I thought Zayn might leave, but I thought KO was going to stick around. Yeah, I, I think again, you just watch the two hours of Dynamite, and you go, "How many minutes are there for a guy like Kevin Owens? How many minutes are there for a guy like Sami Zayn? And where would they slot in?" Um, KO would be top. KO would be with the elite and things like that. Uh, yes, I think so. And I could see Zane getting getting some time too. Yeah, Owens Owens would probably be just fine. At the end of the day, though, it's probably wise for Owens to get the money. I think that black cloud in the article, though is at least something that should be in the back of Owens's mind. Do you think mind. that's a shot across the bow? Do you do you think that's kind of a hey? It it is editorializing with facts and and it's yeah. right and, and here's the thing. Um you obviously see this like in mainstream journalism too and I think there's a real delicate line between making sure that you present the fullness of the facts set and also presenting the facts in such a way that you're making a point with them as well. And I think this is just over that line in terms of like now, like onto the bad side here. Yeah. I think it's worth noting that Owens thinks that he's getting a better deal that, that like on paper, this looks like a better deal, but potentially it could not be a better deal. I think it's all about the the same time. I think when you note that, when you note that though, you are editorializing in a really strong way. So I, I yeah. think it was a mistake to even include that in the article. I do month. too. I just thought that was, yeah. You know, it's like, Hey, thought, the guy yeah. made his decision and this almost feels like, Oh, you made the wrong. De- it's almost like Dave almost. Well, wouldn't it, I, I guess the time where this would have been appropriate to be in the article w- would have been like before, it was the contract was finished so that like, this is at least something that Steen could consider. 
No, I, I, I think Steen considered it. I, I think, I think it's just one of those things. Well, where then, they, then it's really sort this of is, pointless. This is, yeah, this is gonna be one of those. Th- I, I agree. Th- this I is, this is Dave. This is Dave essentially saying yeah. with facts. Well, I think Steen I disapprove was dumb. of your decision. I think I disapprove of Steen's decision, yeah. and here is why: because I, I, I think I think WWE is going to chew him up and spit him out. Following up from last week, Jeff Hardy announced a meet and greet Jeff Hardy acoustic tour in such toddling towns as Omaha, Nebraska, Fargo, North Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Des Moines, Iowa. It's a tour of the Midwest. And I'm not going to say that maybe they said no to this and that's why he walked, but uh, I'll put it out there. Uh, any, any reckless speculation you want to do about Jeff Hardy right now? <laughs> I hope he gets well, Jeff. I, I, I hope that he, he gets the help that he needs. Um, drug abuse is serious. There, there are serious victims of drug. It's not. Here's the thing, Jeff. Here's the thing, Jeff. It's not something to make light of. It's not something to hide behind, Jeff. Uh, I'm going to go to the barren Midwest in the middle of January and and December. And and, and if you have a problem like this, Jeff, if you really have a problem like this, Jeff, you should (laughs) should get the the help that you need, Jeff. Do do you get what I'm saying, Hawkins? Oh, I I, I, I teed that one up nice for uh, you, I think. Yeah. The clean-shaven Chris Novembrino. Uh, James Guffey, better known as Jimmy Rave, who in recent years had his left arm and both his legs amputated, former Ring of Honor wrestler, passed away on December 12th, just four days after his 39th birthday. I don't know if you got this message. I got DM'd by Jimmy uh, when the amputations were started asking for help with the medical bills and stuff, and I, I did give, albeit anonymously, which is what I do. I never give with my name on there. I just, it's just one of those things, but uh, did not see a lot of Jimmy Rave's work, to be honest with you. It was just, it was just a sad story all the way around though. Uh, you're a little younger than me. Were you uh, prone to anything by Jimmy Rave? In the no, I, I okay. think this might've happened uh, during the, or his sort of peak in his kind of top run was like maybe when I was not watching, okay. which was a good 10 year window or so. Fair enough. I apologize. I can't expound any further fans. I just uh, no, I, 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 I feel, you know, I feel bad whenever, you know, something like this happens. I knew I who he was. Like... I just had never watched him. It was just one of those things where he was a name that came up and it's just, it's like I said, ring a lot of ring of honor is a, is a, is a, blind spot in my fandom and i just maybe i'll watch some of that during my vacation uh speaking of ring of honor their final battle pay-per-view happening on saturday a lot of interesting things for a final show as if it's going to move on elsewhere other people getting gigs out of that ian riccoboni going to be doing some new japan english commentary uh adam share the former braun Strowman, showing up to help ec3 they seem to be doing a package deal with them. They might be on their way to Impact. They're trying to angle their way into AEW. Also appearing FTR to challenge the Briscoe brothers who were calling out any tag team there that, that wanted to take a shot at them. You fans know I'm hyped for this. I want this. I want this in AEW very, very badly because the Briscoes can cut promos. I am here for this. Uh, did you see anything coming out of a final battle, Chris? 
I did not see anything coming out of Final Battle other than, you know, some of the headlines and that sort of thing. And okay. I, I think AEW has done a nice job setting up some potential storylines coming out of uh, Final Battle here, which uh, would be good if the ratings numbers, uh, I mean, I think will be good for the hardcore, uh, but, you know, we'll get into the ratings here. We will, because I didn't write them down. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought I thought I thought you were getting into the ratings. Uh, that's uh, why you grimaced when I said that. I could, but uh, uh, well, you you could. I, I, I mean, I, I think no, them. I I I think we should. I I, I feel right. like this is sort of we we do this. This is like our running bit where where sometimes you go, we, we care about them, sometimes uh, we don't. No, but then then and, and then when whenever we decide that we care about them, we have to do this little back and forth repartee yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think it's important this week because I, I here here is the top line. Uh, before we even get into the lazy river, I thought this week's dynamite was maybe my favorite episode of dynamite ever standing we'll have to yeah yes. talk about it. let me get yeah yeah, yeah and so and so i wanted to talk about it in, in relation to these numbers because this was just like a sublime show uh and uh it, the numbers don't i think necessarily belie that fact renee paquette has gotten a gig with the nhl network doing a show with jackie redmond called jack and pack now, Jackie Redman, if, if you all don't know that name, also does work for WWE on the Peacock Network. I believe, I want to say she's doing one of the Talking Smack or Raw after shows, which I have stopped watching, but I know she does that. And, you know, the, the weekly talk show will be based around interviewing players and talking about the news. They both know each other from working in Toronto media together. I think that's an outstanding pickup for the NHL. You know, get a little morning show action talking to players because god knows they need all the help they can with social media if you've seen the ratings for the nhl following dynamite those aren't good they are not carrying over that audience at all like everybody's turning off before hockey comes on it looks to me and i thought at the time that it's a bad investment but they're going to go with it and that's one of the reasons i believe aew is moving to tbs anyways uh moving on i do you have any strong opinions about renee paquette working for the nhl network um I, I think that her experience okay. in WWE might actually be useful in, depending on how much free reign she gets, and getting interesting interviews out of the NHL players. Well, now, she used to do this, I think, in, in Canadian sports media too before before she went to WWE. Yeah, I think she's a good interviewer. I think she yeah. I think she she'll have comfortable repartee with the athletes. Uh, the will it move the needle at all for the NHL? Uh, man, I don't think so. Uh, it, it's not a great sign when you're, uh, you know, underperforming to the wrestling lead in. Ticket information of some relevance. WWE Day One on January 1st at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta has shown strong movement over the past week, going from 6,769 tickets out to 8,922. Actually, this day, that's actually a huge movement for a seven day period in this day and age. It's currently the hottest ticket the company has on sale, other than the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. A sellout for a pro wrestling setup would be 14700 paid. That being said, WWE is now doing a buy four tickets for the price of three for both nights of WrestleMania. That is, that is a hard sell to get people to go for a full entire weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and go to two arena shows, pay that money, and especially with what looks like Chris, and, and I mean, as we're watching right now, who knows how the world's gonna be it, when WrestleMania comes up? I can't see a lot of people spending money right now to buy a travel package. Right, uh, you know, 
Uh, it, obviously, we're not going to get it. We're, we're not certified experts to get into a deep talk on Omicron. No. Uh, no but. We had that before uh, the show. No, we had that. Be- <laughs> no, 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 we played expert before the show. Uh, suffice it to say, I think there are enough question marks that if you were thinking about $700, especially for a family trip sort of thing right now, you're at least trying to weigh some variables here. Um, I, I also, I saw this week, again, just one photo. You always got to be a little dubious about these sorts of things. A photo from Raw that seemed where like the attendance was maybe a little bit scant um, at the most recent uh, Raw live event too. And I think maybe WWE's cage is rattled a little bit in terms of uh, live attendance here. Uh, and, and I mean, and ratings, I would say, and you have to think ratings, right. I, you know, I wasn't, when I brought ratings for AEW, um, it's not like ratings for WWE is any better. I think the news over there, frankly, is worse for I what mean, they're let, doing. Let, let's, let's set the table here. Last week, they had one of their lowest ratings ever. I don't have, I'm looking up the ratings now because I just didn't prepare. I usually have the three hours in between. We're, we're recording a little early during SmackDown. So I'm just trying to go to our friend Brandon Thurston's uh, timeline to get those. But yeah, well, they're not setting the world on fire either. Um, no, and they've been on a downward trend here over yes. the last. I, I mean, it's it's just a sustaining downward chart with like little upsies, but like okay. upsies in a way of down. Raw. Monday night, 1,573,000 total viewers, 0.39 in the demo. NXT, 561,000 viewers, 0.13 rating, 176,000 in the demo. Telling you, that's that's my shot call is that USA takes this off the air by next year and replaces it with like law and order reruns or something. That's what I'm thinking. When they launched that NXT thing, it was doing 800 something, 900 something. It's down to 500 something raw at 1.5. I I mean, breaking two is bad. Uh, Like there's not much left to fall. How dare you scorn breaking two electric boogaloo? No, uh, <laughs> AEW Dynamite winner is coming. 948,000 total viewers, 0.31, 398,000. And of course, Tony Khan getting lippy about the Fox News article uh, by saying, hey, we beat everything on Fox News that night. So, <laughs> I, I mean, like, on it, it's sort of like glass half full, glass half empty sort of thing for AEW. And, and I would I would tend to look at it more glass half full, but breaking it down here the sort of one bad sign is that it just seems like broadly speaking wrestling has a hard ceiling yes. and that ceiling keeps seeming to lower yes and as people get sick of the wwe they're tuning out of wrestling altogether I right think. rather rather than making the crossover to aew dynamite and um boy I, I, to the people who didn't make that choice this week boy did you make a mistake that was a wonderful show that was a wonderful show which we'll get a to wonderful later, wonderful I have, show i have one but, but it seems okay. it seems like people aren't making that choice which is the one black cloud on the horizon that being said aew has put themselves at a point where i think 
maybe not in the way they would hope, they may very well be in a place where they pass WWE here in the next two years. Oh, I do. I think yeah, so. yeah I, I, I think I think especially if TNT wanted to do it, if they wanted to go like, well, now it's right. TBS. TBS is a Are, bigger network, has a bigger range. I think yeah. we might see, you know, yeah. once people find out where it is, because there's going to be the inevit- inevitable dip once they switch stations. Because but that but once once they get that, and yeah. if they make that push, um, I now weirdly think that that is in range. And if when that happens, boy, that's going to be an interesting week on the show here. Yes, it is. Final news thing is just something that's interesting and a connection I never made. But let's go with this. Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, for those of you who don't know did an Instagram post showing him with Nick Khan, that's WWE's Khan, and Nick's sister, Nanachka Khan, and saying how they were friends in the mid-80s as kids in Honolulu and went to matches together when Leah Maivia promoted Polynesian Pro Wrestling. Nick was a wrestling fan growing up, and all three are roughly the same age. Nanachka Khan, that's a name I knew from Family Guy, by the way, because she used to write over there, is the showrunner for Young Rock. I never put together that that was Nick Khan's sister. Mm-hmm. And that is an interesting co-marriage between WWE and The Rock still. I, I, I don't expect you to have a lot to say about this. It's just one of those things where it's like, I never, I never put her and Nick Khan together, but boy, that makes a hell of a lot of sense now. I'm just still getting my mind around the fact that the Scorpion King played the rock on television. (laughs) Oh, that was so good. Uh, (laughs) Nick Khan and Dwayne Johnson, childhood friends. Who knew? So with that, we'll close up the news segment. Give a shout out to our sponsor this week for the last time this year. My bookie, when it comes to gambling, you always want to make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck. That's why you should bet with my bookie. Hey kids. College football bowl season is here. That means there's something to bet on almost every day up until the new year. But you won't be watching any of that because you'll be watching the WWE pay-per-view. <laughs> well, no, that's on New Year's <laughs> Day. But 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 all the all the minor tier bowls, you know, the uh the, the weed whacker bowl and the and the, and the freedom bowl and there's some bowl like pokemon you've got to catch them all yes virginia is playing in a bowl game in boston in the middle of december who wants to go there but it's in fenway so it might be interesting to look at but anyways at my bookie you can bet all your favorite sports with exclusive promotions contests and more to find your winning bet and yes you can bet on uh day one for the wwe now i i may go get those odds later but right now when you make your first deposit with my bookie you'll instantly receive double your first deposit all you have to do is go to mybookie.ag sign up use chris's promo code ropes and my bookie will double your first deposit instantly up to one thousand dollars how's that for fast money if you had listened to me and bet charles Oliveira in the ufc you would have made bank baby use your extra funds to bet on this week's biggest games uh, <laughs> the Chiefs and the Titans, they've already played. Where <laughs> the promotion is only available for a limited time, so don't miss out. Head to mybookie.ag, use our promo code ROPES, R O P E S. Yes, I've now taken it away from Chris and secure double your deposit bonus today. That's promo code ROPES, so you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. With that, the lazy river of wrestling criticism is now open. Anything that you have watched, anything that comes to mind, we'll go over it. 
It's the holiday season. We got eggnog, bourbon, gingerbread cookies, whatever. But Chris, I have gone first the past couple of weeks. It is your turn, sir. Oh, let's just go right into it. Brian Danielson and Adam Page yes. have this just like wonderful match to open up Dynamite. We 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 talked about it and like this match I enjoyed a lot more than the Omega match. I think in a lot of ways, not to go back to that. God help me. Uh, not to go back to it, but I think that in a lot of ways, this was all the other things that the Omega match wasn't for me. So this was like just a superior match. Um, okay. I I thought this had a kind of clear beginning, middle, and end. Um, I've heard people say that this match had no real ending. And like, no, like it obviously like did have an ending. Um, we'll, we'll get into like my only quibble with the match here. But like, largely speaking, dude, like I thought there was a clear story. I thought the limb work made sense. Danielson was trying to take away the uh, lariat from Adam Page. Page took away the kicks from Danielson. I thought the blood usage was at a real nice point in the match to kind of push it to the next level when it needed that extra juice, literally needed that extra juice um, or metaphorically needed that extra we juice. Understand. Yes. Either way. <laughs> um, I, 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 you know, it's just about that precision of language, man. You know, I, Try to get it right every time. But uh, it it got that extra energy to get the match to the the finishing point. I I thought it was a judicious usage of high spots. I thought the pacing was good. Uh, I just really liked this match, man. I I adored this match as well. Uh, I do a Dynamite recap show with hot takes over on Fight Game Media. And my broadcasting partner there says that from now on, now you have to do the world title matches first on a show. I thought it was a brave move to put the world title match first. I thought, I think it works out perfectly. And the reason he said that now it has to be on there first is because if you put it on last, you know whether or not it's going the distance or not. And I think that's right. I'm just not sure. A lot of people didn't like the ending of this match. I was perfectly fine with it because I thought the only alternative would be for Danielson to take a powder and to get counted out. Now was not the time for Danielson to get pinned. Um, I liked. From- no, 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 no. So the issue with this match is that he took the clothesline and that it made it, it, it he was too vulnerable at the end. For who? The people that are saying that? No, yes. I, think, I think people thought that because this was Adam Page's first big match as champion, he needed the signature win to establish himself as champion because, you know, the old the old fighter game thing, you're not the champion until you've defended your title at least once successfully. And he did, but he didn't get the win into it. it it's kind of, mm. you know, it's kinda, but for me, I, I can I can see the gears working in the background and this finish was was a uh, tribute to, to the ending of Clash of the Champions 1, where Sting has Flair in the Scorpion Deathlock, or I believe, or he's going for the pin as time expires. I couldn't remember which one, which one it is. I should probably look that up. But he almost won, but he didn't, and Flair retained. But in this case, instead, it's, it's Paige retains and Danielson doesn't get there. And now what you have is you have a de facto second champion that you can now build against younger baby faces because 
Hey, Adam Page never beat me. Oh, no, no, no. It goes further. Um, now Danielson has had this sort of situation happen not once but twice. He had this similar situation yes. happen with Kenny Omega. He's gone the distance with two world champions now. And in sim- I mean, the difference here is that he was not in the advantage situation at the end of this 60-minute encounter in the same way that he was, I, 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 I guess, in the advantage. I mean, this is... In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're you you know what I mean? Like you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, ah, oh, hey, look at some random cards, or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards. It sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. And you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network when i was quibbling about him putting on the yes lock at the end af, well after the bell it, it would have been better if he had had the yes lock on omega especially given this situation now as a juxtaposition to between the two um but in this case daniels can now argue that he's gone the distance with two world champions that as a baby face or a heel is true he can of course color this in a heel way to make it seem like i had you right on the ropes but at the same time Danielson was rolling into the rope, so it's not like it's not necessary. I mean, like he was so close to the ropes. Like if Page had been able to get to the cover, it's not necessarily a foregone conclusion right. that you know Danielson would have been you know defeated there. Um, 
I like I like the finish to this match. I think I the ans- I think the answer here is you don't go back to Danielson for a while. Um and you sort of like leave that hanging out there. Um I don't know how you elegantly off ramp that um temporarily. But- oh, I, I do. I'll give okay. I'll give it to you now. MJF is the number one contender due to the, the winning in the uh in the in the battle royal. And so Danielson is demanding rematch, 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 and he's not getting it because there's somebody in his way. So for the time oh. being, you have to put him with somebody. I'll go. I'll, I'll go one step further. Okay. You have Pinnacle attack Danielson. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and that and that basically that basically that, gives that Danielson cures, something to that, do, and that cures the local uh, the local heel angle he was playing here with uh, with him. Uh, let's get to your quibbles because I have a couple too, uh, but I want you to go first. I think in this case, the the five-minute mark was very clear, and Danielson's character reaction to the five-minute mark, I, I just kind of found weird and unsatisfying yes. and inconsistent with Danielson, um, who we know Brian Danielson to be as a character, like his level of cerebralness, and most importantly in all of this, the fact that he has been there before and that the whole reason he's having to go through this 55 minutes of bs with adam page right now is because last time he made a mistake in the final five minutes here and didn't didn't finish the game soon enough so it should have been an overdrive situation for urgency was not there in the final five and it should have been and I would have had that backfire on Danielson leading into the buckshot Larry. Essentially, Danielson this time around sort of is fighting the last war where he's so desperate to close the close the gap here and close the match and make sure he wins that he leaves himself open for the buckshot lariat that's how we get to the close here okay. i thought that commentary commentary was trying com, okay commentary was trying to say this a little bit but i i don't think they did a good enough job on okay that. No, yeah, it's good. Uh, my bookend is the beginning of the match. I thought Adam Page needed to, needed to be a little bit more, this is a fight. I'm going after this guy, as opposed to unsure of himself wrestler. This is a blood feud at this point. He's kicked the face in of three of your friends. Get in there with a, with a sense of purpose and go fight this guy and punch him in the face. Now, I like the lead up into stopping him in the face. That was, that was a good enough spot. But the beginning of this match where, oh, he's uncertain, Oh, he's in his head. The problem with the stopping as come up in spot is that, to your point, none of the rest of the match was really about Paige finally getting his hands on that slimy little weasel Daniel Bryan. Yes. And and again, I guess going back to my point here, all the dillying and dallying at the beginning of the match, it should have dawned on Danielson at the 55-minute mark that maybe if I hadn't been dillying and dallying so much yeah. at the beginning of the match that I wouldn't be in this situation right now where I, I still don't have this guy worn down enough. I would have been hoisted on my own petard, so to speak. Yeah. Do you have any other – do you have another quibble? No, that's it. Okay. That's, that's all I, I got. I have, I have one and a half. The half one, the people complaining – Look, I appreciate AEW teaching you guys that time limits matter and that time limit draws will sometimes occur. Get used to it. Get used to not having the five-minute bonus period of, of Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, okay? It's fine if it's a tie. It's fine. 
that uh, you don't do a five minute extra period unless you want finality and yes. go with the flow here i i just think there are so many different cues that say that they that, that they didn't want finality so if they went five more minutes the only thing that should have happened in that five more minutes is that also should have been a draw to sort of say no this is a true stalemate Chris, we live in a civilized society. I know you might argue that at times, but you would. No, no, it's descending to barbarism, especially in my state. <laughs> Chris, we have uh, we have put a man on the moon. We are almost at the. Some brink. would say. Some would say. Some would say. The other show did this too to me. No, we put a guy on the moon. It was not filmed on the soundstage. I will not put up with this nonsense from you people who want to troll me on this. We almost have self-driving cars. We have the entire knowledge of the world in our fingertips through our smartphones. Chris, why can't we have some sort of innovation in the world of professional wrestling television where we don't have to have commercial breaks during a pay-per-view level match? Can we not do the soccer type of sponsorship where we have the entire half plus injury time and we just have a consistent sponsor for this hour or whatever can we do maybe advertising on the ring aprons or in the ring or on the clock or something where we don't have to break away from a pay-per-view level match like this like blood and guts and ruin the entire momentum flow of our television watching experience of a sublime match such as this so I'll push back modestly on some of this. I think some of these spots were done fairly well. I think to your broader point, AEW's usage of picture in picture is atrocious. And like every time they go to, you won't miss a moment in picture in picture. I can't pay attention in picture I don't either. Picture. I, I, I can't. Phone. I can't. I try. Because I don't it's, have commentary. I don't have commentary. No, it, it, it creates that cognitive dissonance thing, yes. right? Where it's like, State Farm, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like trying to watch something on TV, but I'm getting bombarded with State Farm stuff. And or the thing Geico I'm trying, or whatever it is, Liberty yeah. Mutual or Little Caesar, Coca Cola, it doesn't matter. Uh, whatever it is, is completely overriding my my o ocular ability to take in what's happening on the TV. And the loss of the crowd, the loss of the commentary sucks you so far out of the match. Give them the freaking commercial break. Just give them the break then. I like I'd, I'd rather not go through this farce of you're not missing a second um, than and have AEW understand when they are disrupting the match rather than them internally think and actually believe that you aren't missing a second with this convention because this convention absolutely sucks people out of the match. Let me stay on dynamite uh, for my point here. I thought there was another miscue a little bit on commentary later in the night. I like Taz on commentary. I like this three-person booth with Tony and Excalibur. Don't get me wrong. They had a bit of an off night, but I liked them overall. Taz on dynamite needs to be heel Taz, not wacky, funny, trying to pop Excalibur Taz that you get on the AEW dark show. It's fine on dark. It's not fine here. That said, when we were doing the retrospective of Hook's debut, 
we missed an acting moment that had to happen here to maintain wrestling consistency. Tony Schiavone is our David Crockett. He's our Lance Russell. He's our Bob Cottle. He is the voice of the audience. You cannot be congratulating Taz for the great job that Hook did. Why? Because Hook is a heel. You had to. You can give begrudging respect, but you have to turn to Taz and go, why did you raise such a prick of a kid? Just to have that moment, I think. Are you, you are nodding your head and you are disagreeing with me. Hawkins, this is your worst take. <laughs> I've had plenty of bad ones. This is a strong statement by you. Please go for it. Tell me why uh, I'm wrong. If, if Tony Schiavone is the voice of the fans, the fans have spoken and the fans love no. The fans love Hook in the ironic way where it was like, oh, he should be world champion in three weeks. And oh, his hair, it's he's so dreamy. And you know, and these are Hawkins. It's it's always about the hair with you. So <laughs> you know, table the hair, table the hair, table the hair. Hook has been sent. Um and, Hook and was this, great. Hook was yeah, great. right, say right. That. He is great. He actually has a, a solid gimmick. No, yes, he shouldn't be champion in three weeks. But should he actually be someone who is part of the not the pillars anymore, the columns of AEW? I think that's in the serious conversation. He should be certainly moved into one of the columns here. This guy's a legitimate dude. Um, and, and I think that he is miscast right now as a heel. <laughs> but, yes. No, he's, got he's a perfect heel. He's a he's a jerk on screen. People like this. Here's the thing: people like him. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It, you know, it, 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 he's. It, oh, you're it, wrong. You're so wrong. I'm not wrong. People love Hook. People no, love people Hook. People love Hook, but but and he's got and he's got a baby faces theme song. Um, it, it's unbelievably catchy. That video package, by the way, is a baby face badass package. That is not a heel. Oh, he's such a horrible guy. Package. He turned his back to his opponent in disrespect. That's a pure. Yeah, heel right. No. Uh, okay, you're right. Fuego's a gooper. Okay, so like, man, like, I, if you want to critique it for they've made Fuego del Sol this guy who had like a car and this whole like Sammy Guevara storyline, and we we're supposed to like love him and stuff. They made him the sacrificial lamb to. Hook? Okay, that's a fair criticism, but we're talking about Hook here. You know, sometimes when you want to make a Hook omelet, you've got to break a few Fuego del Sol eggs, and that's okay. I'm fine with all that. My point is that Tony should have turned to Taz and said, your kid has a bad attitude. I thought you were raising kids with the honor of martial arts, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You're make wrong. More of a You're deal. wrong. Tony should have turned to Taz and said, I wish my children had grown up like yours. <laughs> He has a kid in the in the AEW. He has a kid in the Nightmare Factory. <laughs> I hope he grows up to be like your son. Oh my goodness! I can't believe you're so wrong on this. This is no, I'm not. Take. I is not my. This is I might fire honestly, one of my stronger takes. I bet you, for once, the people like me. Oh jeez. Okay. What's your next Lazy River thing? Uh oh. Is it? No, I, I I did the Danielson thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I went to another part of uh, Dynamite. If you want to go to another part of Dynamite. Okay, you know yeah. what? Let, yeah, let's go to another part of Dynamite. Uh, Deep and Hikaru Shida had yet another Ooh. great little match. Ah, they are so good a, together. They are so good together. Fun finish. Uh, Deep sell. 
off the turnbuckle was like great. I, I had to be sold on the finish though, because it that, because I was like, well, I kind of wanted something more pay per view, but this is fine for a television match. No, it's fine for television match, and I also like that Deeb is still sort of like learning how to be a heel, and so she's going to make mistakes and that sort of thing. And in this case, the turnbuckle blew up in her face because she's still relatively new to this whole take off the turnbuckle to win matches gimmick. That was a hell of a spot, though the neck breaker in between the, the where they took off that pad that's in between the turnbuckle and the post. I thought that was ingenious. Yeah, these two are great together. I love them. I love them. They could wrestle forever, and I would not mind. And what a what a nice follow up to Danielson and Page in a way that like, and I mean this in the absolute best way. It was like the perfect down ramp, but like like you because you can't go higher it, than it, a world it, title it, match. But it wasn't you a can't, cool off spot. It wasn't right, but it wasn't a it wasn't a cool right. off. Yeah, right. It, right. That and that and that to me is like the highest compliment because it's so hard to do that. And I and this match, I you know I had to take a little break after watching Danielson and Page because I you know I did that all in one sitting and then I you know came back around. No, this match was great. What a great match this was. And I thought MJ the MJF match to. Was was good as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know that was nice. I, I, all the matches. It was in a this... perfectly fun two hours of TV to watch, and you go, okay, major angles happen, major things happen on this show, and I did not waste my time watching any of it. There was nothing really. There was no filler. You know? No, no. I, I, I mean this, this to me, keto. it was me. Yeah, and this is the this is the best of AEW for me. I will. uh I'll make another aside on AEW because I, instead of watching NXT, I watched AEW Dark. Marina Shafir now in the, uh, now uh, doing some promo spots in the company, or at least uh, she's, she's doing the mechanic gimmick. She, she uh, had a short match with Chris Statlander, but there's something there. I think that her, her actual, she's number one, she's taller than you'd think. And number two, her actual MMA skills really came out in this little match of hers, it wasn't very long, but they want to pursue something fight a fight and play ha- has a little something also of good news to me and my personal things. Look, I haven't watched a lot of ring of honor, but I've watched some Prince Nana head of the embassy making his debut as a manager in AEW. I loved it. I love having actual managers as opposed to necessarily legends, so to speak. I think if they bring him in, he'd be a great addition to say somebody like an Andrade. If you want, if Jose, the assistant who is underrated in terms of how, how much he adds to that act, but as a spokesperson for him, I like, I like Prince Nana better than Vicky Guerrero. I like him a little bit better than Arn Anderson as a manager. I definitely like him a little bit better as Jake Roberts as a spokesperson. There are people there that you can replace other than Tully Blanchard for me. Uh, so I, I, I think uh, I, I thought that was a lot of fun. It was good to see him back in professional wrestling because he hasn't been for a number of years. All right. My next lazy river item here. Hawkins didn't watch NXT, but I I'm committed to the people and to journalism, generally speaking. Just so didn't have time. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I I made time. Uh, I popped on NXT and 
I fell asleep for large chunks of it. So, <laughs> and oh, I'm a man of the people. I watch NXT. Fell asleep. I, and, 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 and people, I am here to talk about what I was awake for. Oh my god. Um. So, uh, let me see here. Uh, I. I did watch the ridiculous hair thing of Duke Hudson and Cameron Grimes. That was probably <laughs> what put me to sleep. Cause like, I, no, actually that was, that was, I, I, cause I, I came, I saw Duke Hudson was wearing some stupid hair thing or hat thing and I couldn't care. Um, so I passed out where I rejoined the show here was with Tony D'Angelo versus Andre chase. And, and at this point, what really dawned on me as I as I continue to watch the show is like how the audience that's there, WWE has finally made their ideal audience in that they just cheer bloodlessly for everything at this sort of like base level thing and They're cheering for the guys. It's like, oh, this is it, awesome. Everybody, everybody, yeah. It's it, I mean, and where this really kicked in for me was when we got to Braun Briacker versus Roderick <laughs> Strong here where like there were like two or three different chants where it's like we're cheering for Roddy we're cheering for Braun I think there might have been like just like an NXT sort of thing and my last thought on NXT 2.0 is seeing the 2.0 on the logo has really made me like think god this is absolutely the kiss of death like this is the poochification of the brand because there's never a time where something gets rebranded to the 2.0 sort of thing and like that's where it really takes off like for doing Matt hardy maybe matt hardy 2.0 well I, but i'd actually argue that <laughs> matt party v version 2 or whatever well he, he had a nice little run off that but like he, he honestly was better once he was uh broken matt hardy yeah i think so yeah too. yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I think that was probably the bigger rejuvenation but anyways that, that being you know uh, a, a, a deep discussion about a joke um I, I just think the 2.0 going back to NXT is going to get canceled. You look at that 2.0 and it basically says canceled in parenthetical letters underneath it. What's what's more poochy, that or uh, M- hey, hey kids, did you know MSK smokes weed? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's the last ditch effort to make them cool. It's, just, it's like, oh, they're the cool stoners. Uh... And like, like these are these are the stoner guys like i would not want to hang out with like these are the dudes who like want to do all the like boring stereotypical stuff because like they just discovered the head shop for the first time like a month and a half ago chris wants to read dostoevsky with them <laughs> they're not no. interested in that no like marcus aurelius though marcus aurelius is good I like yeah. a little stoicism sure yeah. why not um <laughs> Uh, just one other note on, uh, on, uh, on the, in the NXT, actually two Tony D'Angelo, very good for having, I think less than 15 matches under his belt. Yeah. I, mean, I was still, I was still waking up during this still match green as hell, but you know, I, I I'm just like, I like on as much as you can like anything on this show. I like Andre chase. I don't know what to I, make I of him. I yeah. Like I, him. I, I don't know what to make of this gimmick but i like it i guess it's a death gimmick but he's very good doing it he's an he's an acceptable guy that you just want to turn off the tv for 
in 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 the in the good way of being a heel. You you know, okay, here's what Andre Chase's gimmick like ought to be. He's like the guy who's irrationally angry, but like for some reason we're all kind of rooting for him. <laughs> like, 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 like he's that friend, he, that friend who always gets riled up and stuff. And you're like, what he, he's he so not right like now? he's not wrong. Like, yeah. like, like he's like handling it the wrong way, but he's not wrong. Like I, I think there's something there with this Andre Chase gimmick, as ridiculous and as WWE as it is. You have that friend who thinks he's living in a Greek tragedy, and oh, the fates, the fates have screwed me oh, and you're like yeah they kind of have but at the same time you kind of could do more to help your situation but you're still kind of rooting for him yeah I, I can see that that's that's a good that's a good it's a good thing uh over at nxt uk which i also skipped this week we have new tag champions mustache mountain over there uh, oh. the tag champs i get the feeling that pretty deadly is coming over maybe hopefully for a run i think i hope I think it'd be nice to see if they could hang. In, in, in it's also really funny that like they just completely diffused all of the heat from the Trent Seven costing yes. Tyler Bate the cup thing. Like Trent Seven goes, I don't know if they have or not. I just, I just look like they had. No, to I get they did. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I guess you could have like lingering issues and Bate like turns heel on Seven or something eventually. I, I like anyone if anyone's still watching if the, the show makes it that long, but like. The whole storyline normally would be like Trent Seven cost Bait the Heritage Cup in that match inadvertently, albeit. Then Seven proposes, "Hey, let's go and get the tag teams and get our mojo back." Um, but he hasn't actually fully smoothed over the residual issues with Tyler Bait. They lose the match, and you know, pretty you know, like that. Normally, the story would be that it's just it's all the more of a justification as to why I don't really need to watch this show. They, they don't, they don't want to make anything interesting. Chris, since we don't have SmackDown to pick on, I'll pick on raw a little bit. Who is the strongest baby face this week on raw? Uh, I, Lashley. Yes. That's exactly Lashley. Correct. Lashley. Lashley. Exactly. Correct. Bobby Lashley, who is a heel was the strongest baby face. Uh, and, and this goes into, WWE panicking over low ratings, in my opinion, and panicking in low attendance. So we don't have quote unquote real stars, which kind of makes the Owens thing interesting in some ways because Owens isn't going to be that guy. But yes, let us now take a look at the results of this week's Monday Night Raw. Riddle, babyface, lost. His partner, Orton, babyface, laid out afterwards. Bianca Belair, babyface, won her match but was laid out afterwards. Liv Morgan, babyface, started a fight but got beat up and laid out. Finn Balor, babyface, lost by distraction before getting embarrassed post-match. Rhea Ripley, babyface, lost by distraction after her partner, Nikki A.S.H., babyface, failed to help her. And this just death gimmick. Edge, babyface, laid out. Big E, babyface, and your champion, lost to someone who had already wrestled twice. Bobby Lashley, heel, won three different singles matches, including the match over Big E, and was added to the WWE Championship on day one, and also beat your top two contenders for your title. Bobby, who were heels, Bobby Lashley, the only guy who came out of Raw looking good. And they wonder, 
why people are turning this off. Who do you root for out of any of these geeks that are just on your screen? Uh, I, I, I mean, let, let's take this a little deeper. Out of all the people that we have on Monday Night Raw right now, who is, let's call them the show saver? Uh, it's not going to be Riddle. Riddle is what he is. Randy Orton is interesting. Let's kind of put him to the side. I guess, you know, he's interesting. You could push Randy and maybe, you know, at least stabilize things, maybe. Can I say who I think it is? Yeah, go ahead. Or who I think they think it is? Who? Yeah, who do you think? Veer Mahan. Almost. 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, right right now it's almost Veer. Uh, the way they're pushing this Veer Mahan. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be Rude or Ziggler. Damian Priest, I like him. They could do more with him. Finn Balor, they've made into a clown. The Clown Prince. Yes. Uh, clown Prince Devitt over there. And then we've got Rhea Ripley, who should be white hot. This is a, like, the, the malpractice with Rhea Ripley. Oh, my goodness. It's, like, legendary. Legendary levels of malpractice with this wonderful, wonderfully talented performer uh, who has a fantastic look can obviously go in the ring uh it, it's uh, th this nikki and nikki cross same thing like this nikki ash thing is stupid as hell and nikki cross was someone in the nikki cross character who had shown with some degree of durability that she can be really over with these wwe fans and wrestling until fans until they made her look stupid and they started booing her yeah <laughs> i'm like you know i when you brought up the the ballad like, i want him to come out now and pretended it's, it's, oh, the demon's back. But he comes up and it's the clown makeup. And he comes out as it. Rig. Yeah. It. Honk, honk. <laughs> He's Pennywise. He's the clown prince. The clown prince of WWE is back, everybody. No, they screwed up Priest, too, to your point, because they were trying to give him that heelish edge, and now they've decided to kind of flip him back. Yep. I just... Seth Rollins, uh, I, I mean, we've seen what Seth Rollins is and we've seen what Seth Rollins isn't at this point. He's 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 a second tier he, villain. Yep. 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 Uh, he, he's the Riddler. Um, like yeah. and, and the Riddler, Riddler's maybe my favorite Batman character. So I sort of say that with some love here. But like he's the Riddler, like he, he's not the top level villain. Yeah, neither um, is Owens. And, and Biggie nope. is your champ. What are you doing? And Biggie. At the yes, right. All right, so so then we get to Big E. This should be the guy. Uh, not not for any other reason. At least for starters, here is that he's the world champion. But like he's also charismatic. Even though you've had him doing the over the top thing for a while, you could have him tone that down. You could have him go to new places. Uh, tonally speaking, I think he'd surprise a lot of people with that. And this guy could be carrying the show. But it's it, I saw a tweet this week. I see four or five of them in a week, Hawkins. And this one, like, it was about something else. And it was referencing Triple H doing 30 or 40-minute promos. And I'm not saying Big E needs to be doing 30 or 40-minute promos. But it would do something for Big E if he could have 10, 15 minutes to really connect with fans in some of these venues. And, and WWE is not going to do that. So, like, yeah, no, your ratings are going to go down because why am I tuning in? I don't care about any of these people on the show. Uh, you know, why would I? I'm going to push back. I don't want a 10-minute promo from Big E. I want an angry promo that I believe 
that he's mad he lost this match and not just the WWE version of angry. I want him to connect with me. I want him to connect with me like a late stage Dusty in some ways because he has that ability. He can talk to people. He, he knows how to talk in ways that this clunky dialogue that he gets all the time can do, but but instead, we're well, no, he needs to be I, I, jokes. He and... needs to not be speaking in scripts. I yes. mean, B- Biggie needs, which I know is this is WWE, and I get that that doesn't happen. Um, but what he does need to be filling time. I, I, where I, where I disagree with you is that the world champion is your world champion. The world champion needs to be filling multiple segments on a show. He needs to be carrying dialogue throughout the night in hour one, in hour two, in hour three. He doesn't need to be doing 40 minutes, like a marathon, like triple H just to really get that first hour down pat, but he does make, maybe need to be doing 30 minutes over the span of three hours where he does 10 minutes in the first hour, 10 minutes in the second hour, 10 minutes in the third hour. I, we know, we, be... I know we've given it to Bobby Lashley, but maybe a promo in a suit with the title, you know, make him seem like a big deal. Why not? Why not? Uh, why, why, why can't he wear a suit too? Why can't him wearing a suit be one of the things that pisses off Bobby Lashley? Yes. Hey, that's my gimmick. Right. <laughs> no, no, I mean, seriously, no, no, like have MVP, and Bobby Lashley come out there and basically say like you act like you're trying to be in the hurt business. You you're like you're being an imposter of the throne. And Biggie's basically like I'm just trying to carry myself like a champion. Do like, they even know. know who's in the hurt business anymore? Because it's I thought they had written back in Shelton and uh, Cedric. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Psychosis and El Dandy. Uh, I think are the other two members and of the hurt who business. Who are we to dealt El yeah. Dandy? Yeah, that's all I got for my lazy river. You got anything else? Um. No, I, I mean, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, so we will uh, we will close up the lazy river for the holidays. Follow me at crap game 13 and follow Chris at DWATG and just follow the show at shake them ropes. We will do a show in some form next week. May not be us live, but something will be released in audio form because all other podcasts seem to take the week off and we know you need something to listen to. If you're, you know, stuck at, at your relative's house or something to that effect. Thank you again to my bookie. Use code ropes. Get double your deposit up to $1,000. Chris has a Patreon in which he talks politics. I'm sure COVID's going to be a hot topic this week. <laughs> Actually, I think this next episode is going to be about donors. And, oh, okay. Yeah. And a lot about like insider stock trading and that sort of thing. So oh. we'll get Oh, yeah, Nancy Pelosi's statement. About yeah, yeah and, and about inter- the broader political classes interplay with the donors, all yes. that sort of thing. You can check that out over at patreon.com slash DWATG. Uh, the most recent episode covered uh, the abortion debate that is, of course, roiling the country. So if we're not straying away from the hot button issues, uh, you can subscribe <laughs> to that on iTunes, Stitcher and Spotify. And again, Patreon.com slash DWATG shows at D or at DWATG on Twitter. Point nine five percent. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. 
If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.